This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. You ready? Yeah. Guys, welcome to the Downward Spiral. You heard me right. Nico's back. The Downward Spiral. This is the original podcast partner, one of my close friends. We did this 13 years ago. And before we get into it, cuts our care a little business. What do you say? Number one is Broadback Ironworks, makers of the 2x72 grinder. Definitely get yourself one of these grinders if you're removing material. Knife maker, metal worker, you're removing material. This is for you. And if you go to broadbeckironworks.com, put in the promo code KNIFETALK10, you're going to get 10% off all the grinders, attachments, and parts. Check out what they're doing. They're on Instagram. They have beautiful machines, and they're going to have power hammers soon, so keep your eyes peeled. Next is my friends at Evenheat. Evenheat are the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. You can't harden knives or hammers or all these tools without a good heat treating oven, so get yourself one of them even heats and stop playing. So go to evenheat-kiln.com. Check out what they have. Get the tap control, solid-state drive, whatever you need. This is the one for you. Bah. Next is, I'm running through these, Nico. I'm running through these. Next yeah, yeah. is Nordic Edge. Nordic Edge is a Australian knife-making company. That's Nordic underscore Edge. They have all the tools that you need for your knife-making. If you're in Australia, all you need to do is check out what they got going on. They've been doing it since 2015. They teach classes. They have knife-making equipment. They have blacksmithing equipment, whatever you need. Go to nordicedge.com.au. Check out their file, guys. Their tang, their bro, their tang hole saws. They're jigs. They're beveling jigs. The big Mert file guide. Whatever you need, get yourself one of them. All that stuff over there at nordicedge.com.au. Now let's head on over to Canada to my friends at Maritime Knife Supply. Maritime Knife Supply for all your knife-making needs. Belts, abrasives, paints, primers. No, my bad. All your knife-making needs. Belts, abrasives, steels, kilns, forges, presses, heat-treating ovens. They're in Canada. They ship all over Canada and all over the United States. They are all also the sponsor of the Great Lakes Custom Knife Show uh, on August 19th in Ontario. It's definitely worth a check out. Check out the Great Lakes Custom Knife Show.com for more information. But if you need to get some equipment, you need to get some materials, you need to get some stuff, Lawrence Lake's got it for you. And if you go to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, you're going to get 10% off your abrasive belt packs on a pack of 10. So stop playing. Go over there to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Next are my friends at Trojan Horse Forge, makers of the stable rail knife finishing vices built in the heart of Texas. Their plan is to make you a vice that will take your knife making to a whole new level. You can finish the handles. You can also hand sand the blades. They are perfect for you with the stable rail knife finishing vice, all the attachments you're going to need to allow you to take your knife making to a whole new level. So get yourself over to TrojanHorseForge.com. They have payment plans available. Stop playing. Get yourself a good knife finishing vice. The best got them. Why don't you have them too? Next are Baker Forge and Tool, makers of high-quality exotic steels like Copper Mascus and Bronze Mai and Tiger Mai and, and all the Mai's, every Mai. You want a Mai? You get yourself one of them from Baker Forge at BakerForge.com. And if you put in the promo code Full Blast, you can get 10% off your order. I Every time I use them, everyone flips out. They have that copper liner is really nice, the pattern mosaic stuff. Everything comes annealed, ready to go. Uh, ADCRV2, super easy to uh, heat treat. And if you want to etch, Nico, they have an etchant. Do you know what this etchant is called? It is called. Dude, you, you lost me at Grinder. All right. Listen, I understand. 
If you need to etch your, if you need to etch your Damascus, you're gonna to go to Baker Forge and you're gonna get yourself some Gator piss. That's right, Gator piss. It's the best etching around. It's the best stuff on earth. And if you go to BakerForge.com, get yourself some of that. And if you're in Europe, go to DIYEurope.eu for all your Gator piss and Baker Forge stuff. Okay. Uh, and then, and wait, then, was that real? That's real, 100% real. Like actual gator piss. Well, no, well, it's not actual gator piss. Uh, they call it gator piss. Uh -huh. And the funny thing is, is you got to tell your you can't tell your customers. You can't be selling a fifteen hundred dollar, two thousand dollar knife and say, "Oh, it's didn't gator piss." They're gonna think you're crazy. No, they might like it. Some of them might like it, but a lot of them might wonder why they're paying so much money for this if it's called gator piss. You know, al gator is short for alligator, and piss is short for. Urine. Piss? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so get yourselves in that gator piss. Baker Forge, I'm with you guys. Next is Total Boat, makers of the paints, uh, abra abrasives, paints, primers, polishing compounds for boaters and DIYers. They need your projects to go smoothly. They're constantly doing great stuff. If you're a boater, use the, use the two-part epoxy. If you're a knife maker, get yourself some of that two-part epoxy for handle scales and all that stuff. I've been using it. It's great. And if you try out uh, some of the thick-set casting epoxy, you can be like Keith Decent, Derek from Malden, Keith Johnson, Jimmy Duresta, Keith Mitchell. They're all using Total Boat. So go to TotalBoat.com slash Full Blast to get yourself a discount. And you're using an affiliate code that helps, affiliate code that helps this, this podcast. And, and then... And then you're all in good shape. So I've been using the Total Boat. I love it, and uh, you should chew, especially knife makers. Give it a try. Next is GL Hansen's. They're the makers of G Carta, which is this unique composite of natural fibers, fabrics mixed with epoxy under pressure. It is amazing stuff. It, it's 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 wild. It's great. It's like a cross-cut micarta. It's going to give your handles some razzle-dazzle. They have awesome uh, patterns like Bofa. Ripple Cut, Tuxini by Mikey, Mahi Mahi, Radio Worm Jakarta, Pheasant by Mikey, Colorama by Mikey, Hoopla by Mikey, and then they made a they made a, a variation on Hoopla, and they let me name it. They named it Electric Fuzz. It's awesome stuff. I just did a knife with it. So definitely, definitely, definitely go go over to Jakarta. Uh, Bigcartel.com and get yourself some of that. Um, check it out. Just check it out and go follow GL Hansons and Sons on Instagram, and you won't be you won't regret it. And last but not least, I want to welcome again Tormek. Uh, Tormek is a sharpening system that I've been using for a long time. I just got involved with them back again, and I love the Tormek. Uh, they're celebrating 50 years in business, and they have a new black T8 sharpening system, water-cooled sharpener. It's amazing. Go check it out at Tormek.com, and go over to Tormek underscore sharpening on Instagram and check out what they're going on. If you're a knife maker or you're an axe maker and you need a very – efficiently done sharpening system this is the one for you it doesn't take off too much material it's got guides but you don't have to use them if you don't want to and it will efficiently make your knives sharp without taking too much material or ruining your heat treatment or your temper it's perfect so go get yourself some of that tormac and stop playing okay i ran through these because my boy is back my boy is back nico tavernisi is one of my close friends my first podcasting partner 13 years ago we had a podcast called the downward spiral and Whatever it, it just it, we kind of stopped and things got in the life got in the way. I have some updates for you, by the way, of downward spiral news. And every so often, when he's in town, he comes back and we do the downward spiral here on the Full Blast podcast. Nico Tavernisi, welcome home. How are you? Hi. Hey, you know what? We should we should have. <clears throat> 
because the spiral it's not really heavy on knives. We no. should we should have had like our sponsors should have been like you know psychological hospital uh, or like Pfizer's you know like Xanax. Well, bro, I actually like, had I actually had a, a, a not a self help but like a there was this company that's doing that's trying to help promote uh, therapy to people. And they were going to sponsor the show, and then really, like, yeah, and it was all about anxiety and like. Wow, you need it after guess this. Guess what happened? They fucking what? ghosted me. What if I had anxiety? So all yeah. of a sudden, I'm like having this, like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm excited. I'm like, we're gonna promote mental health, and we're gonna, we're gonna help people in the maker community. An easy way to find a shrink or do any of this. And these motherfuckers, dude, you got catfish. I got catfish. So the answer <laughs> is, is no. But but I tell you what, there there is no one more fun for me to talk to than you. Far out. I miss you, dude. It's been like I a miss year. You too. I know. It's been yeah, longer than a year. Well, a year ago, a little over a year ago, you were off for a year. You were yeah. out of, you were not even at home for a year. You were working even in on two big projects. What were you, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Go to the archives and listen to the Downward Spiral episodes in the Full Blast podcast. We've got about seven of them or so. Nico is a set photographer in Hollywood, and he's been on. He's like he's been on all the movies. It's, it's what the last year. It's ridiculous the movies that you've been on. Yeah, it's been a little crazy. I think I had like two weeks off last year, and one of those weeks, my kid gave me COVID for Christmas. Merry Christmas! Nice. Yeah, isn't that nice? That's, That's my super first nice. dose. Yeah, it was good. That was your first and, time uh, having COVID. Yeah, it was last Christmas, right before I left for Joker. That well, in LA. before you were on Joker, Joker two, you were you did. I did Dune too. How was that? I know you can't well, talk about it, but it no, was... it was epic. I mean, you know, we were um, we were five months in Budapest on stages, and then we went to Jordan to the Wadi Rum, the Wadi Rum, which is if you watch Lawrence of Arabia, it's like the whole first part of it takes place in Wadi Rum. Wow, which is just this insane mountain range there that's all desert and mountains. Uh, we were there for about a month and a half. And then we went to UAE, and we were in south of, uh, yeah, about an hour and a half, or about two two hours south of Dubai, like way out in the middle of nowhere. Wow. And we were there for a month and a half just climbing dunes. What was that like? Um, oh, it was amazing. But, you know, we were, it, it was, we were already burnt. By the end of Budapest, we're like, we were psyched to get out to Jordan, but Jordan was so beautiful that when we got to UAE, it's just fucking sand dunes as far as you can see. And it's hot as balls. And it's like, you know, you think when you go to the desert, you're like, oh, it's going to be really dry. But if you look at the UAE, it's, it's basically, I think they said it's eight feet above sea level or something stupid. It's basically built, you know, it's like, if you dig down eight feet, you're going to hit salt water. Really? And you're in the middle, like you're two hour drive into a desert. And so just think about that. So in the mornings you get up fucking cold, but it was a blanket of fog everywhere as far as, you know, as far as you couldn't see. So, and then by 9.30 AM, it was like humidity was pinned at a hundred and the temperature is around 110 or so. It was brutal. How does and then, of course, you know, and we were like, you know, everybody's in their full costumes, all the Harkonnen and stuff are in their fucking giant black suits, and they were passing out left and right. It was so hardcore. What, were they passing out? <laughs> yeah, it was just too hot. 
It was too hot. So how I do mean, you keep these people? How do you keep? I mean, I I remember. I mean, I watched Dune one. Loved. Yeah. P.S. P.S. Uh, the main character, my wife. What's what's his name? You've dealt with him before. Who? The 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 kid. Oh, Paul Atreides. Yeah, Paul. You mean Chalamet. Chalamet. My yeah. my wife. We're now at an age where my wife sees Chalamet. She's she refers to him as our son. She th- oh. she, she she thinks that she refers to them the son that she never had. Isn't that yeah, isn't that Timmy. Nice? Yeah, he. So, how did our son do in the heat? Uh, good. He's you know he's the kid. He's like he's got like a metabolism of a like a fucking gazelle. Um, no, he was psyched. I mean, there were everyone was psyched to work on this movie. It was a lot of fun. Well, I mean, it was, you know, they're like, hey, do you you, you know you ready to shoot fucking a hundred Harkonnen running at you over this? fucking sand dune holding machetes and about to kill you i was like fuck yeah i mean that was like every day was just like that well i don't want to ask too many questions that potentially could get you in any trouble but i wonder i wonder because you know i remember talking to you when you were on noah the noah movie Uh and i remember when you were talking about filming in iceland and how the shards of sand were burning you know the the everything was burning your eyes and stuff what is the physical what is the physical toll that you have to take being on the in 110 degrees of weather because i know you're not a hot weather guy you're you well are... i've been in uh physical therapy for about two months now for, um, for what i tore my ligaments in my right ankle from the, my i had to go to a fucking podiatrist and she was like have you been running on sand lately <laughs> i was like oh funny you should say i've been climbing sand dunes for about four months and she was like oh that's really bad Huh. And I was like, awesome. So I've been going to PT and just, you know, stretching my tendons kind of back. Jeez. So that's what it is. But, you know, I actually had a, I had, when I was in Budapest, I just read about Bedouin and they use a lot of linen and they wore black because it triggers the body to sweat. Huh. And with sweat, you know, you get breeze and it cools your body down instantly. So I had, I found this store on Etsy that makes linen clothing and I emailed them and I was like, Oh, look, I want to kind of build this like Jedi kind of outfit for the desert for uh, working on this movie. And, um, you know, how fast can I get to Budapest and where are you guys? And the woman emailed back and she said, well, usually it's pretty quick, but right now, um, it might take a little longer cause we're at war. And I was like, where the fuck are you? She's like, oh, we're in, we're in Ukraine, but they were in eastern Ukraine in, like, Bakhmut, which is the fucking, like, ground zero right now. And, um, but they made this amazing outfit for me, and it was basically like a hooded caftan and then, you know, the uh, whole, like, head shawl thing to, I can cool down with and things like that. Did it work? <laughs> it it did work in Jordan. It worked really well because it was very breezy there because of all the mountains. Yeah, and it was perfect for Jordan. But as soon as I hit the hundred degree humidity and no wind in UAE, it, it was kind of murderish. But it was murderish to everybody. Everybody was fucked because if you show any skin, like you're you're crisp. You're you're burnt to a crisp. Um. So. I think it was better. I wore gloves and I wore, you know, full, you could you only see my eyes. 
And I think that helped me a lot because at the end of the day, I was tired, but I wasn't, you know, when you're back from the beach, if you've been on the beach all day, I wasn't sun, sun destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, Sun destroyed. Yeah. You get totally wasted. You get just, you fatigued. Now imagine that for three months going to the beach every day. It's just every day. You're just like, holy fuck. So uh, anyway, um, yeah, it worked. I think the funny thing is it just looked so badass. So I was like on top of dunes shooting and I looked like it was straight out of Star Wars. They kept calling me Sith Lord. Nice. Well, that's your move. It, well, it's a caftan. So, it you know, it's like a giant skirt and it's all black. But that's your move. Like you thing. do, like you go as like the ninja. When yeah. You, I mean, it was really, I mean, I, I really lived up to my name on that one, but it was, it was fun. I, I think. You know, I, I had worked with, I just finished a job with Zendaya, uh, in Boston right before that. So, and I'd never met Denis or Greg. Denis is a director. Greg's a DP and, um, the, who, you know, direct Denis Villeneuve is a guy who directed the first one and also directed like Arrival and, um, Blade Runner 2049, blah, blah, blah. But he was so, they were both the, the sweetest dudes ever. And the crew and the cast, everyone was incredibly nice, um, except for Chris. Uh, what was Don't his name? say anything bad. No, I fucked that guy, Christopher Walken. He's just an old fucking crotchety bitch. Um, he's mean as shit, but whatever. He he does his own thing. He's also like eighty five, so he. I chalked everything up to. Uh, I had worked with him years ago on Moonrise Kingdom. Or no, you no were God, the, God, God's God's behaving God's, badly or something. Yeah, and he was just. He had, in his contract had like no photographs while rolling, and you know on this one everybody came up to me. And they're like, "Oh my god, you're the only one here who's ever worked with Walken." Like, you know, it says in his contract that he can't have photographs. I was like, "That contract was from like 1974, and he's kept the same contract since then." And so whatever, I'll deal with him. He, I don't even think he recognized me, or didn't he, not why, recognize why me. Would he? D- no, no, not recognize me, but see me physically, see me. Like, I don't even think he recognized the fact that there was somebody taking photographs of him. Well, that's good. You did your job. I did my job. Don't, mother, but... don't motherfuck anybody on this thing. Oh, fuck that guy. He's old. Anyway. <laughs> All um, right. So there you go. That's that. But then, uh, no, it was dope. And then I got back, you know, I was home for a week or so and got COVID and then flew out to LA to uh, do Joker 2. And then we ended that in April. Um, so... I wasn't home for a long time. Before that, I was in Boston. Before that, I was with Hanks in Pittsburgh. And bef- and then I was in New York doing Finishing Dead Ringers in January, February last year. You, you, P.S. Nobody does a nobody does a, uh, a a name drop like you. You go with the last name. Hey, Hanks. Who? Hanks. Hanks. Oh, t- yeah. Hanks, Marty. Well, but I work with Tom a lot. Right, and he's he, like, requests me, which is nice. He's, like, one of the few actors. And him and, ja- and Hugh Jackman will request me which is nice I, those are the two like sweetest dudes on the planet um yeah if tom calls you you're like yep you drop everything well, and you go clearly obviously yeah. obviously yeah. so you're home now and one of the things i want to talk to you and actually i've gotten messages of people asking mm. how has the writer strike affected business for you or what's going on with the writer strike and just talk about it a little bit well i just sent more of my pay stubs into a bank so i can get a loan um it's brutal nobody's working it's like it's worse than covid because everybody else in the world is working and making their living and they don't really understand 
how much it affects everybody. So it's it's uh it's it's kind of like the double edged sword. It's COVID part two, but almost worse. So how long has the strike been going on? I don't know. I lo- it's like sixty five now. I think sixty five days. Yeah. And do you know what it's about? Um. Well, let's put it this way. Okay, put it this way. Um, this probably will offend a lot, and probably not. Not our my listeners. But the the fact is, is that the only people who can actually strike are people above the line. Above the line people are writers, directors, producers, actors. Anybody who's not salaried with it, you know, as a as a hourly salary, anybody who's not hour salaried is above the line. All those motherfuckers are striking. So writers, directors luckily didn't, but who gives a fuck? And actors are about to strike in day and a half. So you don't see grips or electric or costumes or hair makeup or camera ever strike. They never strike because we're the motherfuckers that actually do the physical work who are on set for whatever, 16 hours a day, getting paid an hourly wage. Unlike actors who get, <coughs> who get um, you know, whatever, they get their points on the film, so they get royalties, they get, uh, you know, uh, writers get, uh, you know, more, uh, whatever. It's just a, they make way more than we do. So for an actor, like, I mean, Honestly, I like Meryl Streep a lot, and I've worked with her a bunch, and she's one of the nicest people. But she sent an email with a bunch of other actors to SAG, which is the Actors Guild, and was like, well, we need to strike. But you're like, bitch, are you for real? Like, come on. How much money do you make? Like, there's people who are selling their houses in California to move to a cheaper state because of the strike. But what is the strike? I mean, what is a writer strike? What are they looking for? More money. More money. And you know how much they get paid? Go ahead. So imagine the gaffer. You know what a gaffer is? No. A gaffer is the guy who basically lights. He's in charge of all the lighting. And he's the guy who, or girl, who basically will, they're the artists. They're the true artists of, of, the film set where they sculpt everything with lights with the help of the DP, the cinematographer and the gaffer is the top of the, you know, top of the pyramid kind of thing. They get paid a third. And this is generally speaking, they get paid about a third less than a fucking staff writer for a late night comedy show or a late night, whatever, like a talk show, a third and staff writers don't, aren't even writing scripts. They're like helping the script along. So imagine that. And these motherfuckers are like, I mean, great. You know, you want more money. It's tough making a living wage, but if you're making three times what the person who actually does the biggest job on set is getting paid, shut the fuck up. Like just shut Shut the fuck up. What, what, at what point? At what point does do you see this resolving itself? I mean, who's they have a well? They have a force majeure, which means they have to 
come up with something at 100 days. Um, so the force majeure means that everyone has to sit down, whether they like it or not, at 100 days. And then so, what? And they have to get a contract in like a five-day period or something like that. But I mean, obviously, the the, the writers' union they're they're gonna not want to capitulate because they're they're everyone's been striking for two months, and then right. uh, and then the, and then the other people are gonna are are, are wait obviously whoever they're who who are you striking who are you Producers. striking against who are the AMTP which is the producers union so they know that they're gonna they know if they they hold out for the hundred days they're gonna get a better rate than if they just kind of capitulate now. Yeah, no, they want to hold out as long as they, they can. They hold out as long as they can because all of a sudden it's guys like you and other people are saying like we got to work and we got to they're, Yeah, they're no, they're out. they're These you know the Teamsters Teamsters who are the union that in charge of driving all the vehicles, the Teamsters are the ones who basically won't break uh won't break um protest lines, but picket lines, they won't go through them. But at a certain amount of time, Teamsters who are below the line just like us are going to be like, "You know what?" Fuck you. <laughs> They're just going to like pass right through the fucking picket line. So does this all mean that like uh, if without writer, I mean, I remember there was a writer strike and I, I always felt like the writer original writer strike is what birthed reality TV. Of course it did. That was in the 80s. That was late 80s. So um, what, what? So what is going to happen? I mean, what's going to happen? What do you they think strike so? every twenty years. It's a, kind of like a textbook thing, and they strike. The longest one was one hundred and thirty days, and that was in eighty eight or eighty nine. And then they did one in two thousand for one hundred and twenty days. Um, so now we're at two thousand twenty, and it's going to be it'll be a hundred plus days. So does this um, shut this shuts down all productions until only in America? So if there's a a movie being filmed, yeah, Ridley Scott's going full on in in Budapest with Gladiator too. Um, there's a lot of people shooting around the world. Like UK has no union, so they're just they're they're like whatever they're shooting. So if you're filming a movie out of the United States, you have to use non American act non American unions. Most of the time they do. It's it's even pretty rare for Americans are... to go out there. What? But even the writers? Like Yeah, if the writer's not if American. Get, if if the writer's a British writer and they make a British film, okay. they don't need to fucking okay. they don't give so a fuck if you're about an the American, if you're American if you're American film and you have an American writer, but you just because you go to Europe doesn't mean No, no, you're okay. still screwed. You're, all right. So you it has to be it. a foreign it has to be completely foreign. All right, all right. Yeah. But there's also no strikes there. So you know, you shoot in Budapest, you're Ridley Scott, you wrote it. Everybody can get bent. They'll still do it. So, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's tough because, you know, watching your bank account just fucking dissolve and not want to like go back to shooting real estate videos with drones, you know, uh, and weddings and weddings, you know, it's one of those things <sighs> that, but, and nobody gives a fuck because it doesn't affect them for another year. So like the audience because studios have have banked a bunch of films they've already shot, they're good for another eight to ten months. So nobody will notice a drop. But the little things you'll notice are movie trailers. There's not that many movie trailers going coming out. And then obviously the talk shows are non existent right now. And then by next spring, 
there'll be no summer blockbusters. It just won't exist. So, and then, be, and then of course, we'll all be working by then, but at the time, at the point, they'll be like, well, what the fuck? And you're like, well, you should have been there a year ago when we all suffered. But well, the whatever. crazy part is like, you, you literally, I remember before you left for Dune 2, I remember you had a party at your house and we talked and there was a little, it was, it was happiness, but it was sad because you were going to be gone. Yeah. And I remember, I remember this being like, wow, this is really going to be hard on your family. You're going to be away for a long time. And you kind of sacrificed to be away from your family to provide and then only to come back. And now all that hard work is kind of dwindling away because of the strike. You well, yeah, frustrated. I mean, of course, it, it goes away pretty quick, but it's not, it's not even that. You know, in fact, luckily, my wife is such a Dune fanatic that she was the one who pretty much pushed me to go. Right. And every day I would update her on what we were shooting, um, and I'd send her photos and stuff like that. Um, wow. So that was, that was cool, and she was psyched. And I had, a great, I had such a great time that it was kind of like, she was, you know, she was happy. Yeah. She was psyched that I was psyched. And we were getting, I was getting paid, you know? So, um, but the funny thing is, is that we finished Joker too, and we still had to fucking test for COVID. You know, we're the last, we were the last, uh, you know, whatever company that had to wear masks and tests. Like hospitals didn't even have to fucking do that. And, uh, and then on May 11th, we, they stopped. The CDC pulled up, you know, Biden stopped the, whatever, the, you don't need to mandatory, blah, right, blah, mandatory blah. And we, so we pulled it. So I just finished Joker 2. We were wearing masks every day. And then May 11th comes around. You don't have to wear masks anymore. And I can actually take pictures of people's faces and not have to fucking test every day and deal with that bullshit. And then, <laughs> and then literally a week later, the writers go on strike and shuts down the entire Eastern Seaboard for film and tv so yeah i haven't even been able to, i haven't been able to enjoy the the thing is jeff yeah the best thing is my lawn looks like fucking dynamite oh looks i like bet a it does goddamn looks like a fucking scottish golf course it's just like <laughs> <I bet> it <laughs> does. how cleans your pool oh dude it's it literally you could do cocaine off the top of the pool <laughs> it makes fucking the Caribbean look like a fucking swamp. Oh my yeah, god! No. So you're you're like it's like you're like manicuring your house. Well, the problem is I did that for a month when I got done with Joker. I, every day I was out fucking clearing brush, doing all this shit, going crazy, and then it and then it kind of hit me after a month, and I kind of did it all. And then I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll play some video games. Oh god! And then yeah, and then and of course. I should have been looking for fucking money, but now I'm like been filling out bank statement reports so I can get a loan. Oh, so you so you have to get a loan in order to kind of like keep up your lifestyle. Yeah, I'm just getting a HELOC, which is, you know, the home equity because our house like doubled in price because of pandemic. So, you know, HELOCs are good because you can borrow somebody to do. You know, it's I, I don't want to live in a house that I don't do if that I do home improvements on and then sell it like right. we did that two houses ago. Uh, when we lived in Peacekill, right. we like rebuilt the kitchen and then sold it. And we never really had a time to enjoy it. Right. And that just sucks ass. Like yeah, if sucks. you really dig your house and you want to live there for a while, like, yeah, get a loan. It, they're, they're a fucking super low interest rate, whatever you pay what you borrow. Um, but they're also like, I need to fucking pay stuff from 30 days ago. I was like, huh? Well, funny <laughs> thing is, 
well, I've been on vacation in Saint Tropez. Um, yeah. So. Anyway. Well, can you just have that? All you need is that che- that 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 check that says Dune Two on the top. They don't give a flying fuck. They don't give a fuck. And you know what's funny is my next film is with your son, Chalamet. Yeah. Well, tell him uh, tell him to call once in a while. You know, he's uh, yeah. Well, we'll be in Jersey. We're doing uh, it's a Bob Dylan biopic with Timmy playing Bob. So Um, here's the question. The question is: is like, are you getting updated? I mean, obviously, you know, they shut the films down and stuff like that. But somebody's got to keep. I always assume every time I talk to you, everything is so like meticulously organized because. You have a certain schedule, though. This guy's got to come here, and this. Yeah. Guy. So how do they like move? Everything through? got pushed across the board. No, but how does everything get like organized? So uh, like, are they gonna? Are you? So whatever jobs you were on or you're gonna be on, they'll kind of touch base in like two weeks. Yeah, I mean the big thing, the thing, the monkey wrench right now is the fact that SAG might strike, and that's never happened in the history of filmmaking, where two of the like big unions are striking at the same time. And SAG and fucking Writers Guild are worried about are are really worried about AI because they're little bitches. <laughs> and they can't fucking figure out how to deal with this AI. Oh my god, AI. It's going to ruin us. AI is basically fucking 3D films. It comes, it goes. It's going to Hit a certain wall, and people be like, "Yeah, so what? It's AI." What are they worried about? They're worried about chat. They're worried about somebody taking their taking images of them, SAG is, and reproducing it for a commercial or something like that. But you just put in your contract; it can only be used for this film. Like, shut the fuck up. And and the writers are like, "We're worried about people, you know, writing scripts with AI." You're like, "Motherfucker, we've been worried about cell phones taking photography jobs away." Or, you know, like producers taking screen grabs from the film itself. And that ha- that's been happening for years. Like, get over it. Figure out a way around it. Like, if, if COVID taught us anything with businesses, it's how to adapt. Like, because if you don't, you're fucked. Like, like, stop bitching. You guys get paid so much fucking money. Actors striking? you imagine making $3 million working for a month? Like, they don't even work the full film. You know, they're, they're there for like one day a week, maybe. Imagine three mil and then like being like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not getting paid enough. AI is going to take my fucking likelihood. You know what? Little bitches like come to set and work full days like us, like everybody else, like the fucking crew. I'm sorry, but it's, you caught me in a bad mood. Cause no, I saw I'm... Fran Drescher. Who's the head of the SAG partying with fucking Kim Kardashian in uh, fucking Italy. Cause she's <laughs> sponsored by Dolce and Gabbana. She's the head of SAG like partying in Italy. The day before contract negotiations are up with Kim Kardashian. Like, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> that happened this morning. Sorry, I'm a little pissed. Yeah. I'm literally like digging through fucking bank statements, sweating my balls off, borrowing from my family just so I can pay a fucking roof over my head. And, and the fucking head of a striking organization, which is going to shut down every film on the planet, is partying with Kim Kardashian in Italy paid for by Dolce & Gabbana. Think about that. It seems inappropriate. Complete disconnect from total reality. <sighs> like, that's the head of the union. Great. Fran Drescher, the fucking nanny. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it is it all it all sounds extraordinarily like surreal. Is really I mean, you know, is. the thing about the other the flip side think is to think about this. The fact that films are pretty much we we're like a we're like a coffin builder. Like during heavy depressions and heavy like suicide all that shit. Yeah. Movies get made twice as much. Because people want to escape reality. Right. So we are fucking Wall Street proof. Yeah. But this is what sinks us. Yeah, what are you doing? Taking a leak? Yeah, what are you doing? Taking a leak? Go ahead. Do you fucking doing some alligator piss? Do you fucking piss? doing some alligator piss? Where are you going? Tell me I, where, where are you going? going? Tell me what the fuck's going on. I can't hear you. Really? Can you hear me? Really? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. I keep going. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I can't, anymore, I can't vent anymore, man. My forehead's getting, Feel free. My forehead's getting, getting dimples. Getting vent. dimples. No, no, it's stupid. Nobody no, no, it's stupid. Nobody wants to hear this bullshit. Right. Um, but, so, supposedly, if you're the director and yeah. you wrote the movie, you're kind of greenlit to do it. So, right now, uh, Deadpool 3 is shooting in London... But it's written by Americans, but it's already written. It was written before the strike started, but Ryan Reynolds can't ad-lib because he's considered a writer. So he can't do, like, multiple takes with different scripts because that's against their union rules. (sighs) So it's still shooting, and they're using all non-union, or they're using, you know, British crew. So there's no protest. There's no pickets there. Like team, there's no teamsters. There's fucking truck drivers just show up. Yeah, I don't give a shit. They want to get paid, like everybody else. So that shit's happening, and that is kind of what our my next film is because the the director wrote it. Um, you know, and we're gonna. I don't know, man. I if actors strike though, we don't have a. Fucking Do you think movie. that's the reason why they t- tease the Wolverine costume? No, I think that's just normal. It's just normal what they're doing because unions can't really touch them out there. If SAG strikes, they're shutting down, though. Because Hugh and Ryan are definitely SAG. Jesus Christ. Big time. And our movie won't go. Nothing will go. So what they're trying to do is they're both at the table with all the same people. So the writers and, and SAG are at the same table with AMTP, which is the Producers Guild, and the studio execs. So these motherfuckers at, like, Netflix who are giving themselves, like, you know, $36 million bonuses every year are like, oh, yeah, oh, right, well, oh, you want to negotiate something. I mean, it's it's all just, it's all bullshit. Ugh. It's all, like, it's nauseating bullshit. And it's basically, like, we just got fucked by COVID. People, Everybody people forgot. People have already forgotten about COVID. I mean, pandemic is over. Yeah, and... and I, I mean, it's amazing. It's just like, I don't know. I just, my arm's still sore because I got my fucking like six booster today. Well, I'm really sorry that you're going through this. And I know that one of the, probably one of the only reasons why you're on this podcast is you have a little bit of time, but you have a little time to spare. <laughs> yeah. I actually, before we get into, if there's anything, you want to talk about anything else or is there anything else you want to bring up or? 
I don't well, know, Jeff. Yes. Is well, there? I, I told you how great my fucking lawn looks in my well, pool. Well, part of the downward spiral is, like I said, this is the podcast that Nico and I started a long time ago, and we kind of talk about what's going on. The cool thing is, is over the years, and I've posted a couple of the old episodes, and I kind of listened to the old episodes, and some of them are good, and some of them are a little bit like just for me and Nico, because <laughs> some, some of them get a little bit hairy. Like therapy yeah, talk. some of them are yeah. a little bit like not suitable for you know other people's ears and yeah, out of respect for the both of us and stuff like that. So, um, but one thing I wanted to bring up was we actually have some downward spiral news. Huh? There's an update on the downward spiral. So we started this. Do you remember? And don't say names, but do you remember when there was another podcast that was called the Upward Spiral that was kind of. It was yeah, a friend of ours yeah. who started the upward spiral to kind of like you know, funzy joke around with us and like do a fake radio war. You remember that? And oh, we right. were yeah. like, yeah, 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 were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one, they were not good, which is, you know, they were not good. And yeah. we, we were just busting their balls and stuff like that. Well, one of the listeners of the upward spiral sent you a vicious letter. Do you remember this? Hmm. Yeah, I think so. It was a yeah, vicious yeah, yeah, yeah. letter, and it was very personal, and it, it was so bad that you were like, "I don't want to do this anymore." If this we're gonna, if we're gonna fucking do this, and I'm gonna get vicious hate mail, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Turns out that guy died. The guy oh, who shit. sent you the vicious letter passed away from cancer. So, so I just Whoa. thought I figured, you know what? Let's bygones be bygones, and you know, yeah, it was Jeez. hairy. It was just like it was just like. I was looking at this guy's Whoops. friend, the guy's friend, and I was just like, that's the guy who wrote. Was this the guy with the expensive water? Expensive water? What do you mean? Ex- oh, n- what do you mean expensive water? <laughs> Come on. Only you would know. That's why I'm saying it. Well, drop a name. no. This is Ken. Remember Ken? Oh, He's okay. still Ken. Who's Ken. He, it's not that's him. What I was it was of. his friend. Ken's, oh, oh well, I don't remember the, his, his friend. His friend is the guy who wrote you the vicious letter. I just wanted. I, I don't. I mean, I remember the letter, but I, I honestly, I thought I was no, 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 no. It was a friend of. It was a friend of the other podcast, and they wrote you. Dude, this is like the third cousin. No, it was the. It was the guy. It was the guy who the guy who wrote you the vicious letter died. He was just. It was a vicious, vicious letter. I remember you sending it to me, and you were so bummed out. You were just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, ah. So I'm glad we got you back, and I just figured we needed a little bit of like, you know. Bringing it all back. <laughs> okay. All right. I am going to PT for torn ankle ligaments, but yes. <laughs> all right. So, well, that's that. So that was it. I just thought we never, I mean, I never get to do update, any kind of updates. But one of the things on. Because it's just well, me know, and you. But people and a actually fucking listen skunk. to the show. People listen to the downward spiral. That's bullshit. Well, yeah, but you also do all these knife well, things that's at the just, beginning. That, so obviously it's not a spiral. Full blast podcast. I, got I know, like, but. I got like sponsors. We're like. So wait, this is full but blast this podcast, is the downward right? Spiral on the full. We're the full. The full blast podcast is. But are we on like the Makers the make, Mark well, channel? It's the Makery Network, but it could be the Makers Mark channel. <laughs> so part of the downwards. <laughs> go ahead. But wait. So. So who's listening I have to this a lot fucking of thing? Bullshit! Oh, I know you do, but oh, well, downward spiral. See, oh. Oh, this, this is, is like a, a sub. sub, right? So I get you. I oh I get shit, dude. You, when you come on, I submit 
this episode as the Full Blast Podcast of the Week. So the Full Blast Podcast is featuring... Oh, for fuck's sake. featuring... I hear I'm just, like, ranting about... I told about, you not to the motherfuck well, anybody. I mean... Because <laughs> now our spiral had, we had, like, what, ten or, eight, yeah, ten, ten, ten listeners, listeners, which is great. And we yeah, knew those. You people. said some horrendous things on that podcast. They were, they were. But this, oh, don't yeah. worry about that. Nobody. Yeah, Andy B came on and was and was like scared of being yeah, fired that was, from that his was, job. That people, you know, people don't listen to these things that much. But you know who Go got ahead. the last laugh? Andy B did because you know who got shit canned from Lucasfilm the other day. His old fucking boss. Really? That's right. He he yeah. had some things to say about. It. She had to take a step down. She was like head of fucking Star Wars, and she had to fucking take a back seat because all her shows were so. I have a question bad. about Star Wars. The anyway. Star Wars shows. It feels like everyone just yeah. walks a lot. Like the Mandalorian, they're just walking around. It's just walking around with backpacks yeah. and helmets on. Yeah, you know how expensive it is to create a fucking CG. Fucking jet. <laughs> is that the reason why they're walking all the time? Of course, it <laughs> they're is. They're walking. Yeah. They 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 write in walking so they don't have to do the CGI. Yeah, and you know what? All those are those places are fucking. They're called volume sets. Volume sets are LED screens that wrap 360 degrees and uh, over your head, so they can be walking inside a stage for 50 feet. And it'll look like they're walking in a fucking desert for 50 miles. Wow. All that shit shot at Disney. In fact, we shot one scene of Joker 2 there. And um, they're like, oh, yeah, this is the same volume place that we shoot Mandalorian. There's this huge poster out front of Mandalorian. And um, it was cool. I was just like, wow, this is a fucking tiny little stage. Like, way to go. But it was Disney. And when you left the parking lot across the street from those stages is the original animation stages, which they're still there, the studio. Did you see it? Was, you didn't well, I didn't, I didn't break in or anything because it wasn't open, but it was there. I drove by it. It was so cool to see that. And it's the original fucking animation studio Do building. Do you still enjoy hot working in Hollywood? No. <laughs> but I do enjoy... I do enjoy... I, I think I had such a such a I, I don't know what this word is epic kind of that's fine that's a horrible word but it was for dune it was such this we became it was a very you know it was a tiny little family and we all bonded really well and you know at times it was just like me and the director and the dp and the camera guy and a focus puller and key grip and zendaya and chalamet up on top of a dune for 70 miles. We were the only one. You know, like our trucks were down at the bottom of the hill and our sound guys were there. You know, it was like 15 of us. That was really cool. And watching the sunset over like as far as you could see over dunes and you climbed for fucking ever. But it's cool. It's It was like, um, yeah, that's to me, that doesn't seem like Hollywood. Shooting Joker, we shot on stages in Hollywood. That was fucking Hollywood, and that was a little grind. So those those me, intimate but. moments where you're you're kind of on this very very small crew, it's it's just there. I mean, it is pretty monumental. Yeah, a and the fact that you are in the environment, right. you aren't on a stage, you aren't like you don't step outside to grab a smoke. You're literally like you know, biggest ashtray in the world right below me. Fuck yeah. No, anyways, um, but it's one of those things that you're just like. Uh, visually, it's just stunning. 
you What's know? the... And the problem... It's just like stages are just suck the fucking life out What's of you, the, you know? your most... The, the one film you've been on which is the most memorable and your favorite? Uh, I mean, wow. it's got to be Dune now. I think it before that was Greatest Showman. Wow, I figured you'd be sick of Greatest Showman. I thought it was because they're doing the same songs over No, and over I, just, I just had the best... It was a fucking... Aw- I watched 30 seconds of it and I almost <laughs> threw up my mouth. No, it's it's a horrible <laughs> film. But at the time, it was such a fun experience because the DP was super nice. Seamus McGarvey is Irish guy and just really lit beautifully. And it was the last time I used these old Canon cameras. So my images were pretty mind-blowing. And Hugh Jackman, sweetest dude ever. But the problem was I was going through a really rough point in my life with divorce and all that shit. So for me, I was having a pure hell life outside and so for me, I kind of escaped into the film, um, and I had such a good time, and my images were just, I just love my images. But I, it wasn't, it was a yin-yang thing. This was like pure fucking yang on Dune, you know, it was like fucking, it was everything that I kind of dreamed of, um, you know, for crew, cast, uh, environment, you know, even Budapest was dope. Like, it was a fun I think place. You just named this episode. De- what, no, Budapest or Bust? Pure Yang. That's you. Pure Yang. <laughs> I didn't know what to no, say. You, pure you, Yin. This is, yeah. But Yang just sounds like <laughs> yeah, Wang. Is, it sounds better. This is our spiral. <laughs> pure Yang. Pure Yang. Pure Yang. Well, do you want to do you want to do some stories, or do you want to keep going, or whatever you want to do? We yeah we could, I don't know. It's up to you. I don't know. You said you got some articles. I. It's funny that the 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 path of yeah downward spiral. It's not really a downward spiral. It's kind it of like a lateral, lateral spiral. spiral. Well, it used to be downward. Well, some of these stories are terrible. I mean, <laughs> I think it was it was fun like bringing shit down. But I I did we. I guess we yeah, did do we would, I My favorite part of the downward spiral, besides catching up with you, was we would dissect a story and, like, give our own opinion on it and make each other laugh. That, to me, mm. was, like, when we would, like, CSI these stories and kind of, like, you know. Like, last, there was a couple episodes ago where we were talking about this Brazilian smuggler who's who was smuggling money in his butt, and his name was Chico Rodriguez. And we re- yeah, that was good. His name was Chico Rodriguez, of course. But and then the and what was the wasn't the blow what was the blowhole thing or the penis? There was some giant. Well, penis, that like whale the penis, whale penis like was what they believed that was the idea of Loch Ness monsters. The Loch Ness monsters, whales, whale erections, like yeah, a whale, whale dick. So, so this great. is the part of the show where I'll read you some stories, and then we can you can you can decide if we want to talk about them or not. Yeah, you know, I still don't. I still, I still think Piss Dungeon is the greatest thing ever. <sighs> Piss Dungeon was good. Piss Dungeon was very good. Like that's just so. I did. It's a fucking yeah. movie. You know. Well, now, now that you mention it, we have to kind of like sub. So what happened was this was years and years ago. Was it fake I don't news? Think so I don't think it was fake news. It was a story that we heard about. Basically, there was this this British pub, a UK pub, and this guy was going to the bathroom. He looked down the drain and he saw an eye looking back up to him. 
turns out that somebody had dug a hole and t took out all the plumbing of the urinal and there was a guy in a snorkel standing underneath the urinal <laughs> and like just being urinated on by by the goers of this pub but just the ultimate pleasure that that just Ooh, the the, that dude you know I mean, with a snorkel and just like yeah i mean he was just probably the happiest so that camper. was that was the original that was what that was you know, he's probably clapping that his hands story together, that, like really laughing, made, smiling. You know, the downward spiral tick because we really kind of like dug in deep with the piss dungeon. Yeah, and I think I just wanted to talk right, about right, cannibalism. Right. Well, I have some stories here, and you just—I'll read them off. Right. Some of them are really easy, some of them are weird, but you decide. You know how this goes. I'll read them off, and if you want me to read about them, we'll read about them. The number one is this is a story. That, well, we never talked about the fucking the the billionaire sub. But I think that just kind of plays itself. You're basically like, yeah, they liquefied. What did you think about that whole thing? People were really up in What do you mean? Well, what was there to really think about? People were up in arms. People were like, you know, mad at these billionaires going down in the submarine, and they just thought it was reckless. And Yeah, the same day that fucking, like, 70 people in the Ukraine right. were and blown then, to bits. Like, who gives okay, a flying fuck? Like, honestly, like, take your carbon fiber boat and go <laughs> fuck yourself. Like, there you go. I really don't care. Pure I mean, game. it sucks because you might as well like sue the the company shareholders or something, or like to get some kind of money back for the the Coast Guard doesn't have to pay for everything. But no, those are like you're paying for that. But you know they're gone, Pure so game. whatever. All right, so here's here's, here's story <laughs> number one. So here's a story. You decide if you want to go or not. Every person in South Korea huh. suddenly became a year younger after a law change. Did you hear about this? Do you want to do a little bit of it? This is actually kind of weird. So there's an international system that replaces <clears throat> the country's uh, traditional birth, traditional uh, two traditional methods where people are deemed to be a year old at birth, taking into account time spent in the womb. So South Koreans have instantly become a <laughs> year or two younger. It follow, I don't know how you do two years younger, but yeah, <laughs> a year two or years. two. How long are you going to be yeah. in there, for Christ's sakes? It follows yeah. a new law requiring the use of international recognized ways of counting age to take effect on Wednesday. It replaces one of the country's two traditional methods where people are deemed to be a year old at birth, taking into account the time spent in the womb. The Korean age system also sees people aging up by a year on January 1st every year instead of on their actual birth date. It means someone born on New Year's Eve would have turned two on New Year's Day. The traditional method of counting age considers a person zero at birth, but they're that's what oh, that's considered funny. zero at birth. But their age yeah, goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like Europe and their floors. Oh, Ground right. floor is always that's zero. Right. We're here. It's that's, always one. That's right. That's right. So the method seems yeah. so everyone's so it's a whole big production and they're gonna so counting age method will uh, still remain in place in many laws using it for instance people in South Korea can buy alcohol from the year and not the day they turn nineteen. <laughs> yeah, that would suck being like twenty and then be like what oh, the yeah. fuck if you, I'm nineteen. If you turn twenty one in the United States, then be like oh by the way you're really twenty. Yeah, sorry, you got another be, year, kid. I think that I think the Americans would not take that well. Go ahead. Hey, Go ahead. I got a question for you. You uh, measure shit, things. right? Not the penis, but other things, yes. Go ahead. No, no, but why the fuck are we still... Why aren't we using metrics? Well, like, what is... What the fuck are we this, thinking? Why Why would you do a 716th? Like, I, I tell hate you that what, shit. I, and the, the, we have so many international listeners being like, thank God. And I... Thank God someone's <laughs> saying it. I agree. 
because ultimately I've I have learned certain things when you when you use millimeters and centimeters it actually is much easier to explain because when you when you have yeah to, I mean I was a I was a bicycle mechanic for 10, 15 years and everything on a right. bicycle is metric like you it's, never would use an American standard on anything it, it actually I mean well I mean we do measure our or unless you're on a car our bullets and our guns our guns are all in metric. <laughs> Yeah, I like, mean, yeah. you don't have a seven sixteen so bullet, do you? I mean, it's like, yeah, but I got a point three eight zero. I mean, just say it's a fucking I, whatever. I don't say it's a. Two. I don't. I, I. You know what? I'm. <laughs> it took me a long time to learn how to use a tape measure. Like I can. I had to. Re, I had to recite the fractions on a tape measure by the sixteenth, just in order to kind of get a job. Dude, I still have to write it. I still have to like. Mark the fucking oh, yeah, tape yeah. measure because I, I that's some bullshit. I'm yeah, blown. I, I'm in like, the beginning it was like I could do quarters and halves and stuff like that, but then I could do you know, and sure. then all of a sudden you start to realize that uh, you know a sixteenth over. And I had to, I literally probably when I was in my twenties, I had to, I had to literally pretend not pretend. I had to literally um, recite one sixteenth, one eighth, three sixteenths, a quarter, five sixteenths, three eighths, seven sixteenths. Oh, uh, Seven sixteenths, a half, and nine sixteenths, and they're all just so well, randomly the arbitrary. Real, the though, real hard like ones a, is when you get into the thirty a, seconds and the sixty fourths. Where that's where I give up. Oh, that's where Jesus. I give up. But like drill bits are all like, you know what? You're absolutely right. It's a total pain in the ass, but not as much of a pain in the ass as if you were. T- Segway. Oh no. Yeah. It's not as much of a pain in the ass as if you were a Massachusetts woman accused of assaulting officers with a swarm of angry bees. That's kind of awesome. Did you That's hear kind that? That's awesome. In Massachusetts? Yeah. In Massachusetts? Where in Mass? Where in Mass? Uh, I'm going to read you the story. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. All yeah. Right. I'm having a little bit of an issue here with uh, my, my uh, Can you hear me? volume. But, uh, Can you hear me? We're getting there. We're getting there. We'll get there. So, um, where are we? All right. Massachusetts, Massachusetts woman. Massachusetts, you can hear me, right? Please. Wicker man. Yeah. Wicker man, yeah. Uh, Massachusetts woman accused of assaulting officers with a swarm of angry bees. And then I ask you where it was. And then I ask you where it was. Where uh, in this is was it in Western in, Mass, uh, where I grew up. I gotta fix this fucking thing. Can you hear me? Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah. Oh, I'm having, I'm having yeah. nothing but problems with the fucking my my goddamn thing right here. But uh, we'll see. We'll get it together. Hold on a second. So, October 20th, Massachusetts woman stands accused of using a swarming a swarm of bees as a dangerous weapon according to the county sheriff after she allegedly uh, unleashes a hive of angry insects on deputies trying to serve an eviction notice. Threw them at him. The incident of unfolded when Woods, a 55-year-old professional beekeeper drove up to the home in Longmeadow, where deputies were in the process of enforcing Long eviction Meadow. notice. Longmeadow. The that's, residents that's outside Springfield, yeah. in the south-central part of the state, belonged to a man who had been litigating yeah. against his removal for years. Gardening support of an anti-eviction, blah, 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 blah. When she arrived at 9.15 a.m., towing a stack of manufactured beehives with SUV, Woods exited the vehicle and tried to open the lids to unleash the bees, the department said. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. You get, yeah. You know, you fuck around with You get, you know, you fuck around with the beekeeper. You get the, you get the nest, you know? All right. I got another story here. Do you know about this Elon Musk and his brown, groundbreaking brain computer interface gets a green light you for know human what? trials? 
fucking skip it. I hate that motherfucker. No. Okay. Because I'm just sick and tired of hearing. I don't like like hearing about fucking Kardashians. Like, who cares? Like, just trillionaires. Just shut the fuck up. Stop talking. Can we talk about Ukraine? That's okay. Next one. Well, next one is scantily clad witches caught munching on a deer carcass in a bizarre security camp footage. That sounds amazing. All right, there you go. See, I know what to. Do. I know what to do. I know how to shuffle these. I know how to shuffle the fucking deck, dude. All right, so uh, a nurse and a nature lover in Canada reportedly captured footage footage of what she said to appear to be two witches holding a carcass eating ritual with a camera that she set up near her home. I don't know what the heck they were up to. Uh, she, uh, Corina Stanhope, 36, of British Columbia said, but it really freaked us out. It's not something you see every day. After coming across a deer carcass in a garden on her property, Stanhope said she set up a camera to surveil any animals that might take interest in the dead deer. Oh, my God. She set a trail cam up. Me and my grandpa put up a trail cam to see if we could see any animals. And we got a bobcat, which is pretty cool. She said, adding that her 76-year-old grandfather, Bob, was horrified when he checked the footage and saw what appeared to be scantily clad women chomping down on the carcass. That sounds like a Naked and Afraid episode. I I came the next day and grandpa said... He'd got naked people on the camera, and I said, no, you didn't. That's bullshit. <laughs> so she showed me. She goes, that's bullshit. So he showed me. Stanhope noted the outlet, uh, the outlet that the apparent carcass eaters emerged 10 minutes after sunset looking disheveled like they were wearing wigs. You can't really tell from the photos, but the hoof was broad. But you can't really tell. Well, I lost it for a second. It says, you can't really tell by the photos, but the hoof was brought right up to her mouth. I don't know if she was kissing it, smelling it, eating it, or touching a decay carcass makes me feel sick. The amount of bacteria that must have been on there. Maybe they were paying their respects, but she was naked. Naked and afraid. <laughs> Stanhope noted. I'm going to send you this just because That's it's amazing. Just funny. Do they have photos of the of the camera with the blur out? Oh yeah, you can. Oh wow, no, it's Canada. There's no blur. There's no blur. So I just sent it to you. So uh, maybe um, it really spooked me out. The uh, the nurse hopes the incident was simply a prank, or the participants were the participants were on some quote on some good <laughs> drugs. She decided against contacting the police after. Yeah, why would you contact the police after her grandfather noted that nothing technically illegal happened? Grandfather's the yeah. fucking man. Good for you, Grandpa. Dude, they're Canadian, for not, man. They're they're totally different about. set of rules up there. Dude, the best part is, is they're interviewing and just like, I don't know. My grandpa said there's some naked people <laughs> chomping on a deer. I said, this is bullshit. Come on, Grandpa. And it, Grandpa was cool enough to say, yeah, yeah. Grandpa's the best. Uh, social media erupts after Stanhope posted the pictures online, some chiming in that it was a prank, others speculating that it was satanic, satanic or paranormal element. Uh, one user said, that's basically a walking demon from hell. If you hear screaming, stay inside and get your gun and leave it alone. That's amazing. So others <laughs> theorized that the figures were skinwalkers or wendigos, both of, both of which are malevolent, <laughs> supernatural. Or Sarah and, uh, you know, Brenda. There's <laughs> <laughs> a Brenda from down the street. Hey, let's see some good drugs now. Do you, what do we do? Um, let's, what was hey, the... Okay, I get, it reminds me, this is a total off-left field, but it reminds me, I just learned about vulture stomach acid. What's Tell me about it. Well, I guess vulture stomach acid is one of the most acidic ac- acids on Earth. Like, the, the most acidic right. on, in any animal stomach. But it's like... Okay. 
point five or something like that. Something insane. Like zero is like hydrochloric acid, like burns everything. And they're at like okay. one step above that, which means if they eat rotten carcasses, nothing survives in the stomach. Like no parasites, no parasites. Any like the plague dies, you know, which is pretty amazing to think. Like, oh, that's how those things eat, like dead things. Yeah, complete. I mean, beyond garbage. Yeah, toxic toxic shit. shit. Because they can digest it. Well, do you think that? Do you think that Brenda and Shelley up in Canada have that type of situation? Or maybe they? uh... (laughs) Can I? Can I can I also make the point of when they start talking about when they the, the, when they talk about like witches and stuff like that and people think that it's like something don't you think that a real witch wouldn't be slightly attractive like I mean seems as though I mean these people I mean you can see the pictures they're well kept I mean they're not however there's one that maybe looks like she might have a tail <coughs> but have you have you seen did you oh, see the picture you, you should check Oh, yeah, I said, uh, yeah, I said yeah, I texted them to you. I want I want to get your idea of what the, <laughs> that's like. awesome. I mean, they look like oh my I god, mean, they the, look like wait. The you know, best thing is where you found this info. <laughs> oh, Fox News. Yeah, I gotta find, dude. I gotta do whatever oh it takes to god. find weird and bizarre news. And sometimes no Fox wonder news Wendigo is came so, up. These two, these two, yeah. So there you go. That's so awesome. It no, it looks a, like a fucking I mean, Wes Craven film from nineteen seventy five. It definitely has a nineteen. Yeah, it's like the hills have like, eyes, shit. Hot, yeah, Dude, that would fucking that would freak me the fuck addicts. out. No, they're wearing like loincloths. Like it's it's yeah. it's beyond yeah, like the, let's do peyote and walk through the woods. This is like yeah, but they're not covered in mud. They're like seem like they. Oh uh, yeah, bathed. good call. They're not like yeah yeah the they're mud. not yeah they're, they're not, not wolf the children they're or anything like, yeah. Yeah, they're not like oh, extra no, it's, hairy. It's, these are shaved. These people are it's clearly definitely shaved. Sarah. Yeah, you don't see any armpit. You don't see any armpit hair. Yeah, they're not feral. Legs look pretty shaven. Yeah, this is some bullshit. This isn't. And and there's one picture where actually, if you look down, there's one picture where there's some dudes' oh, wow. legs. So there's there's more. You see, photos. there's some dudes' legs and pants <coughs> with the shoes. Yeah, Jeez. there's a pile of them. This is some bullshit. This is some stage bullshit. Well, no I way. think the and best thing is the fact that they, I wonder if they did it just to kind of like, Get no, just to news? fuck with their neighbors or something like that. Like, that's a good prank, dude. Can you imagine pranking somebody? Is that, is that, is that but like, you see a trail cam? Yeah, fuck, fuck yeah. Are you kidding? It'd be amazing. You know how, did you grow up? Oh, you grew up in the city. Never mind. I grew up in the middle of the fucking mountains in Massachusetts, and we literally would do shit like this for fun every weekend. Well, tell me the worst prank. Worst prank I did, I think the worst one was, because we almost had a car crash, was um, we built a body, and we put it in the road, and we tied all these ropes to it. And when you pulled it, it looked like it was on its hands and knees and kind of like crawling. So two people be on one side of the road and it was, you know, we're, you're in the middle. Like it's basically, I grew up in like 150 square miles of woods. So it took us a half an hour to get to a stoplight, um, by car. So, so when it goes over a hill, you're in the middle of the woods, like way the fuck out. 
and then there's and somebody there's crawling across the road. And we would, at the last of the car, would slow the way the fuck down, stop, and the headlights would go. And then we'd jerk it so it would like fly towards the other side of the road. And then we would just literally jump on it and cover it with our bodies. We were wearing all black. And they would, you know, if somebody had a flashlight or something like that, because there was no phones back then, but. And of course, that's the other thing is there's no cell phones, so nobody filmed it, nobody recorded it, nobody called cops or anything. And they would, you just see the car, like one car, almost hit it and swerved, and almost hit a tree. And that's when we were like, okay, this is really dangerous. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, you, you imagine, imagine you killed somebody was, just like, for a like prank? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that shit happens oh, a lot with God. TikTok and shit, but whatever. That you know, do you know? Speaking of which, do you know that there's this TikTok? challenge that people are like jumping off of moving boats oh yeah i heard dying. about that if you jump off of a fast moving oh, boat cement. when you hit the yeah. water it's like hitting concrete and all these assholes are like getting destroyed well you know of, it's thinning the herd i mean boats. it's like tide pods you know yeah no go eat that it's gonna be great for you i don't know if the tide pods killed anybody i think the tide pods just made people's tummy yeah sick. but you know excess of i mean i guess trump did tell you to drink bleach and some people did so <laughs> thinning the herd that fucking that fucking that <laughs> fucking thing well all right we got we got a killer whale rams boat off the well that's happening all over dude that's happening what in spain is going too. on so there's great there's great spain, audio we... i think this happened this was on the last this american life and there was this there's these journalists on board uh it was a yacht it was like a super yacht or it wasn't journalists. It was just like a crew taking a super yacht from some part of Spain to the top part of Spain. And, uh, right. and it's audio of them, because it's a fucking podcast, audio of them freaking out. And you can hear the Scream. smashing of what this fucking killer whales are doing. And they're like kind of screaming because they're like, holy shit. And then they're stuck out in the yeah. water because what they're doing is they're ramming the rudders. But what right. it is, is they've talked about these behaviorists, animal behaviorists, and they're basically like they're bored. They're like teenage whales that are bored, dragging bodies across the fucking street. They're just fucking right. with people. And they're just, I don't know. And because of uh, temperature changes in the water, because of, you know, end of the world kind of thing, they're, they're just encountering them more. I think. My opinion is. Yeah. That movie Orca scared the living shit out of me when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the scariest part and the fakest part was it was all about the the killer whale was ki- the mother was killed by the fucking fishermen and then they and then they just he attacked this woman and the family and then at the end the main character is on an ice bridge and then Orca jumps up in like a seesaw dude uh, paddle you're right killer whales were always freaky to me. It's like quicksand, you know? It's like some 70s weirdness. It's, it's, it's... Where you're just like, you don't really have to be afraid of them. But those movies like Tarantulas? Holy fuck. Terrify those fucking things. But then, now I'm not, but back then, watching that movie Tarantula, yeah, you, you know, all those movies. You're kind of grasping at straws. I hate all that stuff. 
I the Orca ones were the ones that were the scariest because like yeah I remember those that movie fucking scared the shit out of me all right I've had enough of fucking Orca. <laughs> I've had enough of Orca so here's a couple more and then we're gonna get yeah. out of here we have a, a little bit a few technical issues yeah, yeah. read some off and you decide what you want to do yeah roller coaster riders were trapped upside down for hours after mechanical failure that's one Indiana man is dead after a grenade was found in a grandfather's belongings and exploded. Doctor flabbergasted after finding octopus in patient's throat. Vomit worth $250,000 discovered inside a whale's colon. You hear about that one? Wait, what? (laughs) Vomit found... Wait, but hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what's always the one that you the But the... You got to go back. The one about the, the grenade thing? Yeah. What's crazier is, did you hear about the suicide bomber or the, per- no, not suicide bomber, but it. the, I don't know where the fuck it was, France maybe, or fucking Afghanistan. I don't know. Somebody had built a whole, you know, was built a whole cell phone bomb. And I think it was a woman and I, and it, it was, just like a couple days ago and, uh, she blew up. <clears throat> because she got a fucking spam call on her phone and the what phone happened? triggered it. She was testing her the phone, but instead of using a burner, or maybe it was a burner, but because there's so many fucking random spam calls on every number possible, she got a spam call the moment she touched the two fucking connectors. And then what happened? She blew up. Boom! Like that's I don't like that story at all. No, but it's like it's like a suicide bomber being spammed with their own cell phone or with like a burner phone and dies instantly from their explosion. I want to hear. I want to. Don't you want to know about this vomit? Worth yeah, but you gotta. Of... S- Go ahead. You gotta hold on. My ears sweaty. What's the um? Just Indiana say the man. say the thing again. Indiana right. man. Indiana man. De- fa- All right. An Indiana man. I'm going to read to you. Indiana man is dead after a grenade was found in grandfather's belongings and exploded. Oh, no, no, no. Not that one. Because we okay. just, we trumped it with the fucking, the spam call. But what was the vomit one? All right. Vomit worth $250,000 discovered inside a whale's colon. A, I don't know how vomit gets in a colon, but a lump of vomit. That may be worth $250,000 was found inside a beached sperm whale after it appeared in uh, the Canary Islands. The whale died after a nearly 20-pound chunk of the substance known as ambergris caused chronic obstruction inflammatory in the animal's colon. Um, uh, Ambergris is... How do you spell it? A-M-B-E-R-G-R-I-S, ambergris. Weird. A coveted substance sought by perfume companies to make the scent of their products last longer is secreted... What the uh, shit. Fuck? Is secreted... Uh, is secreted from an animal's bile duct in the intestines. The exact origin of ambergris is still a mystery to scientists. It's commonly believed Jesus. that the pungent material is formed when the whales eat irritants such as a beak, and produces slippery substance to protect their digestive organs from offending particles. It's estimated that 1% of sperm whales are actually capable of subs- subs- secreting ambergris. 
Oh my god, due so they just the kill all sperm whales so they can get their due, perfume. Due to the rarity of the puke, <clears throat> due to the rarity of the puke, a gram is worth $27, while a pound could rake in $10,000. The UK Natural History Museum claimed that the waxy yet solid substance was used in early Arab culture as a medicine to treat many diseases, including those of the brain, heart, and senses. It is illegal to kill sperm whales almost everywhere on the planet as the mammals are considered endangered. Except for Japan. Well, you know, I don't know. I, well, just let me just, finish up. Uh, While the ownership of the newly discovered mass is yet to be determined, a spokesman for the university told Jam Press it will remain in the custody of the school until the government decides what to do with it. If it's worth something, the island government will sell it, distribute the money among its people who need it the most. Why the so, fuck are perfume makers using that? I don't know how they figured out how to use it. It just makes something that fucking grows, like in the, in the wild, like. Dude, you're talking to a Can guy you use flowers? Like, earlier that what year. What about bark? Earlier that year, a 15-pound piece of amber, ambergris worth $230,000 washed up ashore on the, on the shore of Thailand and was <clears> nabbed <throat> by a lucky fisherman who said he was not in a hurry to sell it. An agent will find an international buyer for it. How the fuck do you even identify this big, I mean, it's a big lump of shit. Well, you just, I mean, that's the thing is. It looks like, I mean, it's just. <clears throat> you know, somebody who's. It makes I'm sure thing. you hear that news and you're like, oh, no way. So if I kill a sperm whale, I can collect $100,000 or something like that from its it, fucking colon. Dude. It's, I'll try but anything. You know, but not every fucking sperm whale has them. It's like, this is like the. Golden, yeah, that's why it's so depressing. This is the pathetic. <laughs> this is the most disgusting golden egg of all time. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't even lay it. it just dot, the fucking thing kills them. Yeah, it's, you can't like get it from the anal ducts of like the Freedom Caucus. <laughs> no, you know? this, there's this is this is not from the anal ducts. The, anal, <laughs> the this Freedom is not from Caucus. The anal, this is I don't even know how they. I mean, the whole thing is fucking bizarre. Like, how do you know it? And then all of a sudden, it's just like, what is like, you know, what name of perfume company does Polo say? Hey, we need that to. to yeah. Oh, you know, a great. You know what we should use? Oh, Go yeah, ahead. that'd be a great idea. We should use. The fucking entrails of a fucking sperm whale to make our perfume last longer. That whole, what that, the I mean, fuck? that whole. I mean, it's not like you can produce it. It's like it's like a it's like a mystery. It seems as though it's a mystery. It's like an irritant. It's almost like a tumor that grows and then it because it's an, it's an irritant. It's like a it's like a it's like a fucking booger. It's like a special I, booger. You know it's the what? Most special it's like booger of all time. <clears throat> when we were terrified of quicksand and orca whales, yeah, there was also. You know, I remember donating money in an envelope to save the whales. Right. I mean, God, humans are so fucking stupid. We figured I, it out. We're just like, we're doomed for failure. All right. Perfume. I'm going to read you a couple more and then we'll get the fuck out of here. We're having technical yeah, yeah. issues and blah, 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 blah. All right. So there's doctors fab flabbergasted after finding an octopus in a patient's throat. Have you heard about this? Yeah, but it seems kind of common, doesn't it? Some well, dipshit tries to eat octopus raw and it gets it's, stuck. It's so. What's wrong with it? So, <coughs> Doctor Flabbergast are finding a Singapore man <clears throat> discomfort was finding an eight-leg mollusk had stuck in its gullet. The unnamed patient was realized something was wrong after he started vomiting following a meal, and it, which included the fucking octopus. This is old news, though. I remember this. Uh, this is July fifth, two thousand twenty-three. <coughs> We did a we did a uh, cast about this though. It's disgusting. After attempts to extract <coughs> the interloper were unsuccessful, 
Um, no, we talked about a guy who shoved something up his ass, and it was an, an octopus it was like up an his ass. Went up his ass, right? I don't think it was an octopus. I think it was some sort of eel. That'd be amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. But eels are pretty common for up the ass, ass? ass. Yeah, because they wriggle. <laughs> and they're slippery. <laughs> and they're slippery. <laughs> oh no, we also talked about the fish that swims up the, the uh, up your the wiener pee hole. Yeah, yeah, up your wiener, and then they kind of like you can't get them out because it's like dorsal fin kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 yeah, you're fucked. So, um, so what happened was, was they had to use the forceps to cut the critter's head off because apparently there's this thing where, um, in 2016, a two-year-old boy in Wichita had hospitalized after getting an octopus lodged in his throat during an apparent sushi, sushi session gone wrong. Mean Jeez. approximately six people a year die from eating sanaki, a live octopus dish. It's a delicacy in South Fucking Korea. Moron. Fatil fatalities <clears throat> are generally caused when a sucker adheres to the sides of the diner's throat, causing victims to asphyxiate. The risk is heightened when tentacles are cut longer or the critter is eaten whole, generally as a part of a uh, inspired stunt. You I know see. what? There's what I stopped eating octopus years ago because they are ten times smarter than most Josh, humans. Josh, it was Josh. Josh did, yeah, and he kind of yeah. made the point. But it's true. It's like I, it doesn't make any sense. Like we don't have dolphins on our pizza, and they're they're fucking dumber than an octopus. Josh, our friend Josh, who was on the podcast late a long time ago, I think we were out having a drink, and he says I don't eat octopus anymore. Well, because you know what it was? It was that pizza yeah, that we had, had awesome pizza, and I loved it because it was like too. pesto and stuff, and I fucking mash in my face and, and he says, love this stuff and he's like i don't touch octopus because they're smarter than most people and you're he like he says they're as, sm they're as smart as a golden retriever yeah and i was just like ah, oh, jesus Christ. no they're smarter than a fucking golden retriever dude they gotta be probably anyways all right i'm gonna read one more and then we get the fuck out of here <clears throat> yeah all right so we have south african pilot finds deadly cobra under a seat snakes on a plane uh, no. florida uh florida man with always a good start Florida man, it's going to get better. Get ready. Florida man with drugs around his penis denies they were his. I kind of like that one. Like, like as in like, oh, how did that cocaine get there? Or how did like four, like four pounds of, of meth like get attached to my dick? Last but not least, Clearwater, Florida. Authority <laughs> said found a cocaine and methamphetamines wrapped around a man's penis oh, wow. during a trashing stop. A traffic wrapped stop. around. During and a trash man, stop. During a traffic stop, and the man <laughs> denied the drugs were his. Uh, Pinella well, how County, did that get there? <laughs> <laughs> Pinella County deputies said they stopped a vehicle driving without his lights on a 4 a.m. on last Saturday. Oh, the, a driver reports he was arrested with DUI marijuana possession. Authorities said they found a gun on the passenger seat while searching so they the car. Him? They discovered the drugs while searching the passenger. The man said the drugs were not his, but he didn't say. Oh, who they the cupped him then. To. They like really like. They 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 thoroughly searched him because um, so, usually but, you don't drop trial when you're well, getting arrested. I right? must say the comments in this article are the best. One mm. of them says it wasn't me; it was the bald-headed guy with one eye. You know, that's a penis <laughs> joke. And then he goes, "Oh!" And then another guy goes, "This is another guy says in the comments, oh, that's the last time I bang El Chapo.' Oh, jeez. Only in Florida. Fucking uh, Florida." Never learned a lesson. Uh, please show um, nothing to see here. He was bald with one eye. Lots of one-eyed dick jokes. Look, listen, I, 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 people get arrested and people find stuff on them. And then I love smuggling stories. Yeah, they're pretty great. I, I think the idea that he's just 
I would love to have seen like or heard the audio tape or seen the the body cam of him being like trying to like what like wait whoa whoa what is that what is that I I didn't know I didn't huh? but you but don't you kind of I didn't even to, know it was there don't you kind of have to <laughs> deny everything like isn't that the whole point of like don't say Plausible anything before deniability. you deniability well I mean but I mean <laughs> I I I'm under the impression that when you're dealing with the law they want you to deny everything and let your lawyer deal but then then the cops say yeah he said he didn't know how that cocaine wrapped around his penis got there yeah that's the first thing you say but it's you know you i think you revert to being like a five-year-old you know with your hand in the cookie jar what no this is it's not i I don't know you know i I think that's just human like behavior the denying everything is just part of it you know you just got yeah unless you're a serial killer and then you say yes that is mine but i mean but what's some i mean but what's the what if you say yeah it's mine I mean, you're, then you're at least you can kind of yeah. Or be it's like, like the gee, octopus. I don't know. It's like the octopus not going on the throat. <laughs> yeah. You got to fucking fight a little bit. Right? I mean, the yeah. octopus got to fight before he gets swallowed. So he's fighting, and then the guy with the cocaine wrapped around his dick, he's. But like you know the what? There's octopus. some. But you know what? Sometimes, like, you never know what kind of weird. Like, maybe they weren't supposed to like strip search him, or strip search. Yeah, strip yeah, search him, yeah, and yeah. and the lawyer and his lawyer is like, he said it wasn't his. And obviously, this was a going against any code. So obviously, if it wasn't his, there's so many fucking like weird ways to get around things in the law that maybe he was right by saying it wasn't mine, regardless of where the fuck it was, you know, well, because of other situations. I, I, I don't know. I, I smuggling. I love smuggling stories just because they're usually the ones that we like are the weird ones. Like, yeah. Smuggling like tiger shit. Remember we, there was one yeah, where, yeah, yeah. where people were smuggling tiger shit through, because they were using it like an aphrodisiac or like to, to like prevent other cats from like going on their property. Yeah. Yeah. Like the smuggling stuff is always good. The drug stuff is always funny because you know that the cops are leaking it out just to kind of make things a little bit harder on the person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I, well, I, I think we did it. We're having yeah, a little we bit of technical it. problems, but it's always good to hear from you. What's going on next for Nico Tavernisi? Well, working with your kid. Working with my kid? Yeah. She what? She's because she's going to LA. You're gonna you're gonna No! Your other child. Oh, your bastard Timothy, child. Timothy yeah. Chalamet. Yeah, tell him he should call home once once. Yeah, yeah. Time, I'll, you know? I'll I'll mention it to him. Well, good luck with the strike. <clears throat> I hope it ends soon. Jesus yeah, I mean too. You know, and yeah, uh, it's a little ridiculous, and hopefully my loan goes through so I can actually uh, relax Jesus. for a little bit. But well, in the meantime, I'm going to buy some new equipment tonight because this this yeah. Uh, what the my, fuck was that? It's it's the big. It's the is it rece- the jack of the microphone? No, it's the receiver. I just noticed it. It's it, I had it for like three years, and it's just like it's, I feel like it's starting to get glitchy. It and probably it has like a magnet in it, and all the metal dust has like been. You know what? You're, Covered not, you're around probably it. not wrong. You're probably not <laughs> wrong. But I've been thinking about getting new shit lately anyway. Yeah. So All right, I'm well, order good. some new stuff. And Maybe blah, blah, your blah. 35 uh, you know, suppliers of, of your ad space can help you out there. Oh, and I don't want to worry about that. I don't need to worry about that. No, I know. You're doing fucking fantastic. I miss seeing your stuff. I mean, I love seeing it on Instagram and stuff like that. But Well, I hope, you know, I'm sorry. You know, the sad part was you were going to come here direct but because of the floods, yeah, we got flooded. I spent, yeah, we spent. Dude, somebody died near us. Did no, just to just to finish it up. You you told me you couldn't drive because it was a state of emergency in your county, right? Yeah, cops were telling people to go, turn around because they told Char to turn around. Jesus. Yeah, in a state gotta, of emergency, unless you're an emergency vehicle or 
you have an emergency situation you're driving to, you are not allowed on the road. But today it was okay. Today was fine. They right. lifted the emergency last night at like 8 p.m. or something like that. But, <clears throat> um, but uh, it rained. Get this. We beat the whole area for rain. We got 11 inches, 10.95 inches in 24 hours. <sighs> 11 well, inches in 24 hours. I don't know if you saw Bear Mountain was a disaster or Highland yeah. Falls. Were no, Highland Falls was insane. No, Mink's roads. got a friend who lives up up at Stony Point, and it's it basically the front of her house looked like the goddamn Nantahala River. You know, it was like, it was fucking insane. I mean, I thought we had it bad, you know? Yeah. When you first see the damage, you're like, holy shit. And then you look on the news, and you're like, oh my God, like, people got fucking destroyed. So, anyway, so... Yeah, that's all I've been doing is bailing out, dehumid- like, you know, four dehumidifiers running downstairs. And Did you get a lot of water now. in the basement? Well, it started, there was so much water hydrostatically, it was starting to come up from the ground because right. our groundwater. Yeah. We're on a fucking top of a mountain, and our groundwater was above our lowest floor. So, yeah, we started getting it in, but, you know, shots were shot back for four, and luckily it was in one room, so we were able to get it. But still, it was, we were up till 3 a.m. every hour bailing. All right. All yeah. Right. Mother all nature. Right. Well, it's the end of the world. Listen, you're all yang. <laughs> you're pure yang to me. You'll always be pure yang to me. You're my, uh, all the people I talk to, you're one of my favorites by a mile. Oh, You've been doing stop. this for 13 years. The downward spiral is a team. You know what? Yeah. Cause I keep thinking there's like eight people listening to this, which no, to me is a lot. Now. There's more now. All There's right. a lot more now. All right. <laughs> so, well, a lot more now. Hi, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nico. I'm going to okay, get but... you back. Well, before you, if we, you got a little bit of time. I'm well, gonna I'm going to be, I'm in Jersey. I'm around. I got some time. I want to, I don't want to wait another year before you're back on. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. All right. Okay. okay. All right. All right, buddy. I love you, buddy. Love you too. All right, guys. Listen, right. follow Nico. Don't, don't get off the fucking, don't bail out. Yeah, all right. So guys, go follow Nico on 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 Instagram. He's awesome. Every he's got a who's who of what's going on. So Nico Tavernisi on Instagram, and uh, you know we'll see you next week. Okay, guys. All right, guys. We'll see you next week, Nico. Later. Thanks again. Yeah, bud. This show is brought to you by the Makery, the podcast network for makers. Oh.